Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Tuesday, August 24th. U.S. equity futures are in the green. So you have the S&P futures up about 10 points. That's 20 basis points. The Nasdaq futures are outperforming. They're up 72 points. That's about 47 basis points. The Dow futures are up just 44 points. That's about 10 basis points. So U.S. equity futures are extending the gains from Monday. The major European indices are trading up mildly of about 10 to 20 basis points overall. You are seeing outperformance in Europe in areas such as basic resources, tech, autos, and travel leisure. Travel leisure stocks are doing especially well. So airlines, cruise ships, et cetera. You're seeing mild underperformance in Europe in banks, real estate, healthcare, telecom, and utilities. Asia is where the big macro developments are occurring this morning. So you saw very strong gains in Asia, especially Hong Kong. So the Hang Seng ended up over 2.5%. You saw violent rallies in a lot of the big tech stocks in Hong Kong. So Alibaba, Tencent, et cetera, along with the Macau gaming stocks. So Sands China, Galaxy, et cetera. So obviously those stocks are coming off of very oversold conditions that helped fuel the types of violent rallies that you saw this morning. There were a bunch of you know, favorable Headlines overnight, um, including the JD earnings. So remember, JD had earnings out Monday morning in the U.S. after Asia closed before the U.S. opened. Those earnings were solid. You saw Hong Kong come out and ease slightly some of the COVID testing policies for travelers from China. Um, Tencent buyback, the government's success in curtailing local COVID transmission. There was some buying in JD by uh, Kathy Wood and ARC. So that helped sentiment. Um, the, ab- the absence of any incremental um, regulatory initiatives that were unveiled by China. That's another factor. So a bunch of headlines that when you kind of piece everything together, certainly welcome. I don't necessarily think you saw a sharp change in just fundamentals overnight. I think it's more just investment psychology, positioning, et cetera, that helped fuel the rally. You know, we've seen these types of violent rebounds before out of China. We'll have to see if this is sustainable or not. Um, you know, it is notable that the S- the X, I'm sorry, the HXC index um, which is all the big China ADRs in the U.S. If it closes higher today, which seems likely, that will be the third straight day of gains for it. And it hasn't done that in a very long time. So it does seem that the, you may be seeing more of a sustained bottom um, in some of these Chinese tech stocks, even though, like I said, you didn't really see a dramatic shift in um, fundamentals overnight. This is more just kind of a psychological positioning driven rally, but nonetheless, um, it could have uh, some legs to it. So that by far is the big kind of macro development overnight. I don't necessarily think it's positive for the US. And in fact, you could see it kind of weigh slightly on some of the big super cap uh, tech stocks in the US, given that those names benefited um, to an extent from outflows from China over the last several months. So as the Chinese tech giants came for sale, a lot of that money found its way into the U.S., so that could reverse somewhat. Um, but in general, I think um, you know, not necessarily a huge positive for U.S. equities. Otherwise, this morning, uh, relatively slow. You do have in Congress the Democrats, which are trying to pass the Senate's budget resolution. Um, they failed to do it yesterday. They were holding talks all last night into early this morning. They failed to reach an agreement. They're going to hold additional negotiations um, later today. I suspect it may wind up passing, but I think this whole episode shows, again, just how divided the Democrats are and how those divisions are becoming exacerbated by what's happening in Afghanistan, what happened with the COVID resurgence, what's happening with inflation, et cetera. Um, Those divisions are going to make it extremely difficult to pass 
this three and a half trillion reconciliation bill. Remember, the budget resolution is only a precursor step. This is not even the full final vote on that reconciliation bill. This is just, um, you know, an, a vote in the relatively early stages of that process. So the fact that this is struggling so much again just shows that um, that reconciliation bill isn't going to pass um, as it's currently written, three and a half trillion dollars. Um, it may not pass at all. So the risk of tax hikes again remains very low, um, perhaps even near zero. But also, you're going to see a very large fiscal cliff. Um, you know, remember the enormous amount of fiscal stimulus injected into the economy last year and then earlier this year because of COVID. Um, even if you get this bipartisan infrastructure bill passed, that's still going to result in a very large drop down in fiscal stimulus. So it's kind of a, a, um, a dual edged sword as far as if it's positive or negative. The tax hike risk is certainly low, but it also means a very large fiscal cliff. Um, on the COVID front, you know, you have seen sentiment improve in the last 36 hours. The Pfizer approval, even though it was very much expected, obviously is helping um, bolster some of the epicenter stocks. You're seeing that in Europe this morning. Um, you know, you're going to see a lot of vaccine mandates get announced. You saw a bunch yesterday. You're probably going to see more going forward as the formal FDA approval provides legal backing for those mandates. So companies and government organizations are going to feel a lot more comfortable implementing them. And then in China, you have had seen you've seen success in the government after um, several weeks of pretty draconian lockdown steps. You've seen some success on the part of uh, Beijing in clamping down on local infections. Um, so those are the kind of the major macro themes and trends for this morning. Um, on the Fed, I wrote more about the Fed in the piece this morning. Um, you know, I continue to think that Powell will issue very much kind of a status quo message on Friday. He'll, he'll acknowledge the risk from the Delta variant, um, but I think that the Fed wants to provide the market with ample notice about when tapering will begin. And the market consensus right now is already assuming tapering this year. So I don't think the Fed is really going to want to disabuse it of that view. Um, you know, they're not going to day trade, I think, gyrations of the market um, or, or COVID statistics. They're going to be sitting back and looking at the underlying trajectory of the economy. Um, and again, they continue to see progress on the labor front. You continue to see elevated readings on inflation. So I continue to pencil in a Q, a December taper worth about $15 billion a month. Um, you know, the risk is certainly that they go slower than $15 billion, um, you know, perhaps $10 billion a month. And, and I think that would actually be more positive than a complete delay in the taper. If, if you go forward with the taper in a very small increment, you kind of remove that overhang of when will the taper begin that the market um, will be asking itself every week, but it, it will be at an extraordinary slow pace, which could lead purchases to continue um, beyond the second half of next year. So I still think you're going to get tapering in uh, 2021. I think Powell will kind of signal that on Friday. I think the real important messaging that will come on September 22nd, that's the next Fed meeting. That's when you're going to see more specifics around tapering the pace, the timing, et cetera. Um, on the company-specific front, there really wasn't much. You just had Palo Alto Networks out last night in the U.S., very strong earnings, strong guidance. Um, and then on the calendar for Tuesday, the big focus will be, again, on Washington just to see how House Democrats navigate um, the disagreements around the Senate budget resolution. And then you have more earnings today. Advanced Auto, Best Buy, uh, Medtronic are out this morning. And you have Intuit, Nordstrom's, Toll Brothers, and Urban Outfitters after the close and that is everything for Tuesday, August 24th. Thank you for listening.